What's shaking, YouTube and I? Welcome to Lords of the Lawmarks presents the Cover Price Comic Book Shakers of the Week. Happy you guys can join us on this beautiful Thursday. Uh, school's out, right? Too bad I don't got any Alice Cooper for you, uh, Otto. But maybe next time, because school's out for the summer. At least for Otto, it is. But it is. Tomorrow is Friday. So we got to bust out Freestyle Friday while you guys are congregating. America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats, lump of some like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals, befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous as the impervious wordsmiths. Hanging out in Rafa's new crib come with the verses. Yeah. As always, yeah. for Freestyle Friday, we got to get some uh, Jimmy Woo and some freestyle music. Gabe, say what's good to the people. Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome in. Thursday is the Shaker Shaker list. Got some fun stuff in here. Uh, it's the Ofer list for a reason, and you'll see why tonight. So. I think they may have one or two, maybe. 
Uh, but speaking of one or two, Otto from Three Minute Basement, what's good to people? Two bald dudes in the house. I think the guys with the hairstyle and the gel are kind of in the minority right now. You got two bald brothers ready to go tonight, so let's go. Bald and glasses. Did That's you beautiful. say gel? Man, I've been used gel since the '90s, bro. It's all about pomade now. Come on now. I know <laughs> I you, you guys haven't had hair in a while, but Look, come on. I had that Thresh Flores stuff back in the day. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Thresh Generators. Oh man, that was yeah, that was like straight grease. You had to wash your hair like for ten minutes straight to get that out. But hey, this show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trend sign up for 6.99 a month uh the show is all sponsored by our friends at keycollectibles.com go to for facebook.com for instagram.com forward slash key collectibles for all your ccc suppressing some uh, excuse me facilitating pressing cleaning services hit them up and they can tell you what they do also uh tomorrow at noon pacific i want to get this date right um, what not, or excuse me, uh, our friends at cover price is doing a whatnot giveaway. Uh, so make sure you check that out. They're giving away. Th- um, I think there's something like, uh, here we go. I got the graphic for it Ooh. over $3,000 in prizes. It's a straight giveaway on cover price. Uh, whatnot page. Um, last time they did this, they had like 700 people on there. Uh, one of our clients slab 9.9, 9.8 signed comics, uh, scout press works, printing plate, metal cover variants and exclusive bot sets. Make sure you cover, uh, cover price, or co- follow cover price on whatnot. Uh, they had a huge turnout for their first one. So uh, get some free stuff. No, it's not a sale. They're just giving away stuff. You just got to sign in and uh, just um, enter, put in your name and say hello and sign up. All right, let's get right to it, boys and girls. This is the Cover Price Time Book Shakers of the Week. This, this comes from our friends on Cover Price. Focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found, found on their exclusive daily shakers list. This list changes several times every day. So make sure you check it out every day to review some of the hottest trending books on the market. After we go through these 10, we're going to see what's shaking today, boys and girls, because the list changes several times a day. So let's get right to it. What do you got for the first one, Gabe? All right. First one's a major one, everybody. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 667. This is the Gabriel Del Otto 1 in 100 variant from 2021. How many times... Do you see a book set a new record for not just its issue, but an entire age of comics? This is the king of variants and has just become the king of modern comics with a massive high sell of $43,200 for a CGC 9.8 over on Heritage, smashing the previous high of just a measly $33,600 almost a year ago to the day. This is a true testament to the rarity and power of low print variants and especially the aftermarket powerhouse, which is Spider-Man. No first appearances, right? There's just a rare variant, right? It's I just mean, impossible uh, to find. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen this a few times, like people posted it, and this was when it was like a four-figure book. But now mm-hmm. it's a whole new stratosphere. It is absolutely amazing that what this book has done. Where's Kenny Goldstein? I could have swore he yeah. had one, but I or like I said of- in a pre-show, I've sold four of these at my time with Torpedo for like major, major money, like thirty thousand dollars. Holy yeah. cow! All right, they were graded. They must have been graded, right? Yeah, there were like nine sixes and stuff oh. like that at the time. Yeah, nine sixes, yeah, nine fours, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to think back to 2011. Um, I was 
collecting back then. I'm trying to think if there was many, like the variant craze was really jumping off again back in 2000. Oh. Because in a, or, Especially in not a for mid- a one in 100, too, for just Yeah, in the issue. mid 2000s, things were slowing down. And I think, you know, you started. This is the now. housing crisis time, too. This is economy is really rough at this point. Yeah, too, yeah. This is when those, uh, 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 more those mortgages more tank the market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awful. All right, so ASM six six seven, the Gabriel Delala one in one hundred variant sold for a cool four three hundred grand in a nine point eight. Make that forty three hundred forty three thousand two hundred just to add on the extra. Uh, Matt should have probably watched the show last week because we we showed this book when we were seeing what was shaken. Uh, what is it? This is unbelievable. So we go from. Uh, you know, 2011. Now we're going all the way back to 1941. So get ready to go 0 for 2. This is Better Comics number one, Maple Leaf Publishing from 1941. Uh, this has some serious history behind it. Um, so what of an explanation as to why a CGC 5.5 sold for $18,100 when Canada banned U.S. comics in 1940 in a bid to rely, uh, rely less on U.S. imports, in turn aiding a war effort at home. They found themselves in a predicament due to a lack of homegrown Canadian heroes. But in times of calamity, creative uh, tends tends to thrive. This led to the creation of Canada's own Iron Man from the mind of Vernon Miller and also among its first works. Iron Man was indestructible, had superhero strength, was amphibious, and loved to fight the Nazis. It was also the first 15-cent Canadian book, as well as the beginning of a trend called Canadian Whites, or books with color with color covers and white and black interiors this book was a trendsetter and this was um and this was a sale as well as a graded book has never been available online for auction not to mention this is a number one of 10 believed to be in existence history scarcity and a niche memorabilia have combined to blast this book into the stratosphere and one lucky collector paid a premium to call it theirs I can't even tell you. Look at this, man. My God. Yeah. So we, when we looked at this last week, I, we didn't know the, um, you know, what the story was behind it. So now you know about the scarcity in Canadian comics and banning of American comics. That's a wild story. I mean, you know, you really got to know your stuff to know that because, you know, it doesn't say anything on, you know, if you were to get it graded, I, I doubt the label would even tell you that. But, you know, people in the know, people have been hunting rarity and uh, Golden Age comics. Yo, Better Comics number one from Maple Leaf Publishing, 1941, 18,100 in a 5.5. Yeah, right. We all learned something today. This is great. Yeah. Wow. 0 for yeah. 2, baby. 0 for 2. <laughs> we go to uh, Maple Leaf Comics and Iron Man to your favorite vegetable man. That's right. We're talking about Flaming Carrot Comics number one from Killian Barracks. Uh, back in 1981, independent comics are in vogue as prices for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Usagi Yojimbo, and Cerberus keep hitting all-time highs. The Flaming Carrot predates all of those books, and this is his first appearance in uh, of, that occurred in Visions number one way back in 1979, which coincidentally sold for a whopping $1,425 on June 8th of this year. That was a raw copy. After his first appearance, creator Bob Burton self-published Flaming Carrot Comics number one as an oversized one-shot. These books rarely come up for sale, and we have only recorded 10 previous raw sales since 2018. The latest raw sale on June 8th, 2022, surpassed all previous raw and graded sales 
at $340. It's not a bad idea to grab any older, rare, independent comic books when you see them. $340, that's a deal for something like that this. That is. That is a wild-ass cover. I don't know what's going on there. It looks like a Frankenstein dude and maybe a pickle demon Look at guy. Feet, and... dude. Look at his feet. Like, besides He's got webbed feet. His head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder who owns the intellectual property for this. Like, why they wouldn't create, like, some type of, um, you know, um, you know, animated film or, you know, something along those lines, you know, because, you know, you think about somebody sitting on these uh, intellectual properties and if they were to make it, I think people will watch it. I just out of nostalgia. I met, uh, I remember earthworm Jim. Do you remember that uh, video course, game? Yeah. Oh yeah. There oh, was, yeah. There's a comic book based on it. You know, I don't know if there's a captain carrot or carrot head or whatever the fuck his name is. that ever had that based on it, but you go from flaming carrot comics to a talking horse. Did I just say yeah, talking horse? Right. You're damn right. Oh, my I God. Mr. Ed, my God. Now we're going back, man. So, uh, we're talking about four color issue uh, number 1295 from Dell Comics in 1962. If you're not familiar with Mr. Ed, the talking horse, you're missing out. I mean, you got to be of a certain age to remember this. He aired on television for six seasons for a total of 143 episodes from 1961 to 1966. Not familiar? It's okay. Maybe you're more familiar with Dave, Dave Chappelle's skits, um, like the frontline racist Hollywood animal uh, skits. Hilarious. Either way. <laughs> Did you know that Mr. Ed was featured in a comic book too? Mr. Ed made his mark on the comic book industry through Dell Publishing in Four Color, an American comic book anthology issue 1295, dating back to 1962. Recently, a 9.8 graded copy sold for $2,040. The only other recorded sale for graded copies were at a 9.6 in 2016 for $430.20 and in a 9.2 in April from this year in $408. Clearly, Mr. Ed is on a rise. So whether you're an avid Mr. Ed fan or a Dave Chappelle fan, this book holds plenty of nostalgia for the classic character. Uh, with such a history, you can grab a raw copy of this book for around 10 bucks if you find it. A Dell book, a Mr. Ed book. I mean, I, I don't know, man. This is crazy. Lonsey to show. He remembers Wilbur. Hey, yeah. I'm Mr. Put Ed. Put butter in his mouth and make him talk. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly. that's what they did. With, they did that with all the animals, like the monkeys or whatever, to do the, uh, the you know, uh, all the crazy stuff that, uh, damn, what the kids had that back then to what they have now. But uh, four color issue number 1295, is that right? There was 1295 yeah, of Dell Comics, man. My God. Wow. There's another book out there. Dell does a lot, of, used to do a lot of uh, like licensed stuff, like TV shows. One of my favorite comics of all time, my favorite cover is for Rifleman number 10. That uh, Dell Comics. Stan Lee, so everybody, right? is that is that? The I, don't, I don't know if it's Stan Lee related. Uh, no, no, that's for that's uh, Red Rider. Uh, oh, okay, Rifleman yeah. number ten. Everybody, Google it and have yourself a nice laugh. All right. Is it is it based off the TV show? Yeah, it's based off the TV show. Rifleman. So is it a, is it a is it like a, just a picture of the from the show or is it an actual comic cover? Uh, it's a total cover. Uh, okay, I may have to look that up, but yo, it's amazing. 1962, a 9.8. Wow, somebody is truly does have a time machine. So, four four color issue number 1295 for 1962, only two grand for 9.8. That seems like kind of a bargain uh, for a 9.8 Silver Age, regardless if you know who Mr. Ed is. But uh, we go from that to something I think you got a chance to get on the board with, perhaps. Yeah, this is something for all the uh, Rob Liefeld, or excuse me, the Todd McFarlane collectors out there. We're talking about Infinity Inc. number 14, DC Comics 1985. 
$418.95 just bought someone this book in a CGC graded 9.8. Oof. Why such a high value for a book starring the sons and daughters of DC's Justice Society of America? Well, the legendary hero idea is pretty rad, but this was also Todd McFarlane's first published cover art. McFarlane began here and then replaced the phenomenal Alan Davis on Detective Comics. After Davis's unexpected departure from DC, a cover drawn by Davis has been uh, tampered with at the um, directorial of the editorial department. Davis ended up quitting as a result. McFarlane graduated to Marvel, where he drew Hulk during Peter David's run. Todd's next job would be one that made him a fan favorite. He began drawing Spider-Man, where his impossible anatomy and over-rendered style exploded in the hearts of the readers. During this run, Todd helped introduce Venom. Todd was popular enough to, to be given his own brand new Spidey book as a compromise from Marvel, with whom conf uh, conflict had risen regarding censorship and content as well. This new McFarlane Spidey run will soon be adapted, banded when he left Marvel to go and co-front Image Comics, launching the creator-owned Spawn title. McFarlane has since created McFarlane Toys, who currently produces action figures for DC Comics, bringing his career full circle. This book is where Todd McFarlane got his professional start. Wow. And it's written I by stopped. Roy Thomas. That's kind of incredible that this it's written by... This was a great by... run. I was collecting this right off the rip, at, you know, and this was so much fun, but I probably stopped at issue like 12. But this was a lot of fun. This was a great series to collect as a kid. Yeah, because I also remember McFarland did the... the There was an Invasion 3-issue miniseries that he did over at DC. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember if that was after his stint at Marvel or is this be before his stint at Marvel? Because that was when... Todd McFarlane was hot, and I remember that uh, Invasion miniseries came out, and I was like, yo, Todd McFarlane? Yo, I got to get this, son. You know? And I was like, uh, shout out to, uh, who was I going to say? Doug Bratt, man. Yeah, uh, always sure. watch a show on Rewind on the East Coast, first live stream. Welcome aboard, man. Uh, glad you could join us live. So, uh, Infinity Inc., issue number 14 for you McFarlane heads out there. $418.95. $418.95 for a 9.8. That definitely sounds like an eBay sale when you see that the, the cents on the end of it there. Yeah, really. All right. Uh, so we go from that to something newer yet rarer. What? Yeah. No, this is interesting right here. This is the Marauders number one, the Russell Dodderman second print Virgin Red Queen 1 in 25 from 2019. Uh, this book uh, is just barely 32 months old. Sold this week for uh, $299 in a CGC graded 9.6. Marvel's mutants regularly do remarkable things, and this title was part of the Marvel and Jonathan Hickman sweeping relaunch of the X-Men franchise. Although, this one was written by Gary Dugan, um, and The Marauders was a book in which Kitty Pride leads a team of X-Men calling themselves the Marauders and funded by Emma Frost's Hellfire Trading, Com uh, Trading Company. And no, this isn't the mutant trader Joe's. This is basically the X-Men as pirates, but fighting for good. It's actually really good. This issue specifically is a kind of mutant in itself. See, this is a virgin, no text, title, or branding, just art, cover variant. Uh, one copy printed for every one for every 25 regular versions. This was supposed to be a retailer incentive exclusive from Diamond Comics, but the back cover was misprinted. The aired back cover attributed to the exclusive 
exclusively to the Golden Apple comics and erroneously credits the cover illustration to the uh, Korean artist Jaeyoung Lee, but in real life, Russell Dodderman was the illustrator. This symphony of errors and misprints made this version of the book rare, not bad for a second printing of X-Men at Sea. My God, Tim, you set me up on that one, dude. That hey, was like, holy I don't know why people are paying $300 for it. But yeah, I was reading this run too, where it's kind of fun. She's like a pirate and uh, yeah, she has good. like a it's team good. of like, uh, this is all from the Hickman run where they span out and, you know, they're Krakoans and all this and that. And, yeah. you know, Kitty Pride throughout the years is proven herself to be kind of a badass you know she kind of started as a young you know i always remember that x-men cover welcome to the x-men kitty pride you know something along those lines um but she's pretty dope in this man you know and you know uh, you have not really seen kitty pride a badass until she phases through somebody and solidifies her yeah arm, for sure right exactly. she, she literally like go in grab your heart and take it out you know yep. i always say don't sleep on kitty pride don't sleep on the invisible woman very right. powerful uh, like I always say, like the invisible woman can create a um, a little invisible bubble, but and put it inside your, your, heart, your right, blood, inside your bloodstream and explode. Yeah, you. yeah exactly. You well, know, Kitty Pride was the uh, the star of the Pride of the X Men animated movie or uh, pilot. That's one of my yeah. favorite favorite X Men things ever. Is that cartoon? Yeah, uh, we'll see if she comes back, man. Once um, once the Feige effect uh, takes effect, uh, you know, <laughs> definitely gonna recast her. Um, because I think the chick that played her in the in the original series is not, is now a dude. I don't know. I'm not too sure about that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, because she's in uh, she's in the bo- uh, excuse me in the Umbrella Academy, right? Or he he? I don't know. I'm not good with the pronouns. But Marauders Russell Dowderman, second print the Virgin Red Queen variant one in twenty five three hundred dollars, boys and girls. All right, we go from one modern to another. All right, this one is going to be, this is Silk number one. This is the Stacy Lee 1 in 25 variant from 2015. Not much has been mentioned about the Silk project since being announced as an Amazon Prime series. Producer Phil Lord has recently stated that it is off to a really exciting start and that news will be forthcoming soon. With no director or lead actor announced, Silk keys are slowly moving up in value as collectors await more news. A raw copy of the gorgeous Stacy Lee variant sold for a record of $325 on June 9th, surpassing the most recent 9.8 sell of $290 in, on May 4th. Uh, it's steady as she goes for Silk at this point. Yeah, I think Silk for some reason has some really great uh, variants. Like the one that always stands out to me is the Rose Besh variant. Um, I think it's Silk number four, number seven, where she's got the sneakers. I st- I'm still looking for that, by the way. I know it's only like a fifty dollar book, but it's a hot cover. And I remember when, like you know, s- s- I think Silk one came out, and then they they relaunch it again, right? I think there's a volume two or something along those lines. But all the people, there's some great Silk variants. Obviously, you know, they were doing a lot of them. But, um, you know, there's quite a few, you know, Amazing Spider-Man number one is arguably her cameo. Uh, but it's maybe Amazing Spider-Man number four. Uh, ex- expect as soon as whatever news drops that uh, it's going to go through the roof. You've been warned, boys and girls. We told you. So uh, yep. I'm about to get on the board, but not That's with right. this grade. No, I know. My goodness. Look at this. Silver Surfer uh, number one, 1968. The classic origin story of Silver Surfer is once again on the rise. Stan Lee really outdid himself with this script and character. 
we all know how much Stan Lee coveted um, the Silver Surfer. And he, as we know, to become the Herald of Galactus and one of the most well-known Marvel um, comic book characters of all time. According to CGC census, there are a total of 5,984 CGC graded books in circulation. That's too many, right? No, well, it doesn't even breach the surface. Last week, a raw copy of this book sold for, I'm shocked, $5,650, shattering a previous high of $1,695 from December of last year. What's driving this book to sell for so much? Who knows? The last bit of news regarding the Silver Surfer seems to be from April of this year, teasing his appearance in the MCU. Since then, all this, everything seems to be quiet on the news front. It's easy to chalk this sale up to an excited buyer, but be wary. This recent sale has this book trending upwards of 60.88%, meaning a fair market value is on the rise. I mean, square bound books, staple in everybody's collection, classic cover. It's, it is what it is, my God. It's the, best, it's the best Marvel origin story, in my opinion. I love yeah. his origin story. Yep. Yeah. What did the Silver Surfer say when he uh, took Galactus's deal? Tatas in law. I thought, yes, sorry, that's my <laughs> But this is a very famous pose as well. The first appearance of the Vision from the Avengers has this pose as well. That a lot of yep. people have used this pose. And look, Surfer's got uh, underwear on. Uh, yeah. Wow. You know, fun a lot of times, and yeah, a lot of no, times you don't see him with underwear. Yeah. Yeah. I fun mean, fact he... about this book is I have this in a cover list, 0.5. And the cover, the first page of this book, you guys know I love my 0.5s. The cover is actually the first page is better than this cover. So go look it up. Open up your books, guys, and read them. The yeah, first page is unbelievable. Splash. Yeah. I can't remember it now, but mine is already graded. So uh, I, I will crack okay. it. You probably got two copies of this. This is a square bound book, too. So it's hard as hell to find. I have the first four issues of Silver Surfer graded. Um, yeah. And then, you know, not the one subsequent to that. But, you know, it's, they just got to find the right actor for it. Like, uh, you know, Poo Poo on the uh, Silver Surfer movie, all you want. But Lawrence Fishburne as the voice of Sur Sur Silver Surfer. What else? kind of want? better things. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I mean, we had the Galactus Cloud, but, you know, it yeah. wasn't, you know, no. you can't blame the movie makers on that because at the time, that was the ultimate version of Galactus. Uh, right. if, you if you read the ultimate. Uh, ultimate line he was just like a, like a cloud of like crazy you know stuff you know oh, <laughs> you know because uh, you know the ultimate storyline was supposed to be more um uh grounded right so like at the beginning of the ultimates like they didn't even know thor was a god yet they just thought he would had the power belt on so you know i don't want to give it away but it was you know the ultimates ended up dying out but it was a great kind of relaunch to get uh, new readers in obviously you know, Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, Miles Morales and everything. And then um, they did away with the universe. And maybe one or two characters snuck it through the 616 like Miles Morales. But Silver Surfer, number one from 1968. A raw dog, dare I say, $5,650. My God. They, true, that my better God. be near pin plus, I swear to God. All right. Here's another interesting book. All right. Sonic the Hedgehog, number 90. This is from Archie Comics, 1993. When uh, the first Sonic the Hedgehog trailer released in 2019, the ugly Sonic almost derailed the Sonic franchise before it even had a chance to restart. Yet, in a rare occurrence, Paramount and the film's creative team listened. They went back to work on updating the film to reflect Sonic's traditional look. And it worked. Fans loved the update and celebrated his unique fan-studio partnership. 
Despite releasing in 2020, at the emergence of COVID, the film was a success and went on to produce and release an even more successful film with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. With the recent film introduction of Tails and Knuckles. Yet, at the end of the film, we were given a brief glimpse of, spoilers, Shadow the Hedgehog. Shadow is Sonic's occasional rival in the video games and films. This appearance sent Shadow's key first appearance to crazy new highs. It was already a steady $100 book, but after Sonic 2, it doubled in price. However, this week's all-time high sell of $500 raw makes this book a go-out-and-hunt-for ASAP. Wow. For Shadow Ooh, the Hedgehog, uh, you know, we've always had Nintendo books on this list. Uh, we've never had um, really, I mean, Sega books. Really, I'm trying to think of any Sega books on here, but uh, you know, but you know, maybe just a trickle down theory. You know, maybe you know, for me, I was always a Nintendo guy, but then the Sega, the Sega, you know, Sonic was basically their their launch brand, right? As like uh, Mario Brothers was to Nintendo, right? Um, but yeah, I haven't seen the new Sonic movie, but you know, hey, there's probably fans oh, of it for uh, nostalgia. Purposes, I loved the right? first one. Yeah, yeah. No, the new Sonic movie was good. I watched it with my uh, youngest, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Good movie. Right? Yeah, but Jim Carrey and a crazy twirly mustache. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. And the other characters too, man. I, yeah, I so Son- almost, I Shadow the Hedgehog was in it, right? That's the yeah. evil version of him. Yeah, so oh, there yeah, you go. Great. Yeah. All right, so Sonic the Hedgehog number ninety-eight from nineteen ninety-three. The first appearance of Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, we always talk about characters first meeting in a comic book, and this is probably the most important meeting ever. Yep. Superman 76, 1952, a back issue that can be considered one of the world's finest. That's right. This comic book recently sold for $6,888. My God, if you would have bid that extra dollar, you would have gotten this in a CGC graded 8.5, published in 1952. This is the first time Superman met Batman in a story appropriately called The Mightiest Team in the World. Batman takes a cruise after solving um, all crime in Gotham while Robin is visiting relatives. Robin had other relatives. I don't know about that. They didn't take guardianship of him. Okay. Superman happens to be on the same cruise, enjoying some super self-care. The two of them are forced to share a cabin due to the boat's overcrowding. So all right. I know. We get it. The 1950s, everyone. Get it? It happens. Soon the two discover their um, perspective secret identities. While stopping a jewel thief aboard the cruise ship, they promise not to divulge each other's alter egos and have remained super buddies ever since. All right, listen. The Golden Age, Earth 2, Soups and Batty knew each other from other memberships of the Justice Society, but this is considered the first appearance of the Silver Age, Earth 1 we're talking about, Batman, Robin, and also Batman's first actual meeting with Superman. Additionally, this issue features a second Superman story by Batman and Robin, um, and most of their rogues gallery, Bill Finger. So they're on a cruise together. They're hanging out. It's simple. It's a great time. Take it for what yeah. it is, everybody. Can you figure they're going to figure it out? Bat, you know, Superman has x-ray vision. He probably saw his Batman suit. And then, you know, the girl's world's greatest detective probably figured out, yo, you're Superman. Uh, that, exactly. So, you know, I can tell those glasses aren't throwing anybody off. But, uh, you know, this this is should be an answer to an important trivia question. When did Batman and Superman first meet in the comics? Superman issue number 76 
from 1952, $6,800 and an 8.5 seems relatively cheap to me. I think because I think that's yeah. the next wave of collecting is people buying, you know, you know, I, we always talk about it, you know, get the time the first time characters meet, you know, uh, so on and so forth. But uh, there you go, boys and girls and in the tight bowl. Let's go see what's shaking today, shall we? As I seamlessly transition, as I say every week, to our cover price uh, screen here. Um, That's doo -doo -doo. a great book, though. Yeah. Both of them not. on a cover. On the, like, why are they on a building, though? I thought they were on a cruise ship. Uh, you never know. Superman couldn't even fly for the longest time. So, <laughs> uh, so now we're on cover price. Uh, as we said, check out cover price on whatnot for their free fest Friday tomorrow at noon Eastern, excuse me, noon Pacific. And they're just giving away a bunch of free stuff, man. Here's the weekly top 10. These are the weekly movers as you, and when you get your full membership, you can see everything, but we're here to see what's shaking today, boys and girls. I can tell you, I got three of these uh, in the top row there. Let's see if I'm uh, right or not. Yes, I do. Uh, we were just talking about Silver Surfer. Um, 6.0 sold for 3750, giant size X-Men. Good to see that moving. Wow. Wow, this book has really jumped up ah, in price. I'm so done with that book. My God. <laughs> newsstand edition. A newsstand. All right, I get it. I get it. Oh, from a well, 1979 book? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's look at the scarcity of between newsstand and uh, in 1979. So, 94 direct newsstand. So, it's almost better to get direct stand if you can. Um, you know, and I believe back then they had a, a cross, uh, across the UPC code to tell you it was a direct stand. Um, let me see if they have it right here. Ooh, That's how my, awesome. uh, first appearance of Terax is like that. It has the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Here yeah, it is right cross here. Bar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the crossbar yeah. right down here. That's how you can tell the direct edition. Um, I, st I think I still have mine in a 9.4. I'm trying to remember, but yeah. Um, you know, some people know things speaking of Miss Marvel. This is the rarity of the two. This is Captain. You still got Marvel. the other graphic up, Tim. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry about that, boys and girls. Here, let me uh, let me do away with this. Booyah! And surprise you. There you go. Uh, Captain Marvel number seventeen. This is the second print. Uh, first Kamala Khan and Smith Marvel cover only predates all new uh, Marvel now point one. Second Kamala Khan cameo last page. Um, twenty five hundred dollars in a nine point eight. Um, wow. If we haven't seen a show yet, going into it with open mind, and I think it's you'll be entertained, man. Just let the story it's so tell much fun. itself. So yeah. much fun. It's a fun little story, and you and your whole family can sit down and enjoy it. Uh, Ghost Rider making the list. Oh man, here's some classic X Men for yeah, you. Yeah, that hasn't made the list in a long time. I don't remember seeing this book for a while. Yeah, I mean, this is the first. This is bound to happen. We're bound to yeah, have Alpha Flight. One hundred percent. First full appearance Alpha Flight. Yep. 1898 for 9.8. Wow, that's super cheap, man. Because I yeah. remember uh, there, I have that one. Jump and I also on that have this book. One. I'll pay two yeah, grand for 9.8 on that any day. Yeah, I would I have, too. I have this one too, which is the uh, first person. Alpha Flight one. kicked their ass. But granted, yeah. they weren't prepared for him, but Alpha Flight kicked their ass in that episode. That yeah. Also, what that. was the first appearance of uh, 109? Is the first appearance of Vindicator. Uh, Vindicator? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yo, this book, this damn book. Spider-Verse, number, issue number six. First appearance of the Spinster, Sea Spider, Spider Requiem, Garden Spider, Spider String, V, Sun Spider, Spider, and the White Widow. Man, that's a lot of first appearances. You get that on the CDC label. $1,500 and a 9.8. Wow. Tell me, anything Spider-Man, you know, they're going crazy with it. So 
I can't wait to see the animated version. You know, we always got to talk about horror when we talk about the cover. Yeah, like that bad boy. I love that purple Yo. cover too. Yep. Our usual suspects, the vault keeper, the crypt keeper, and the old witch. Yeah. Uh, oh, Good Ralph. old Johnny Craig cover. Yeah. Oh, Ralph, I miss you so. Why did you tell? Why did you have to die? Only you could uh, come back to me. Yeah, he's not dead now. He's the undead. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Vault of Horror number nineteen from EC Horror EC Comics, fifteen hundred dollars and nine point zero. That's a good grade for these uh, EC Horror books, man. Uh, That's interesting when you see the prices of that versus the nine eight of that Spider Verse. It kind of has that conversation. Of if you had fifteen hundred bucks, what would you rather buy? An awesome but, uh, horror book. Or a bunch I'd of buy really this cool Fantastic Four annual, but anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. or would you get this for fifteen hundred dollars in a raw? This is America's best comics. Look at that, uh, fourteen thirty six for a raw dog, and this isn't even who. This is featuring Black no Terror and Doc Strange. So I think Doc Strange is on the. I don't know who it is. Black Terror is definitely the dude that has a skull and crossbones. Um, but if you look at, you got Doc Strange with the uh, Russian flag and a Britain flag. Obviously, this is, uh, what year was this? Yeah, 1944. This is where we knew that Russia was really going to be bad. You know, basically, when the uh, when Berlin fell to uh, the, uh, the Allied forces, Berlin was split in two. So you had East Berlin and, and West Berlin, right? Um, you know, a lot of people don't remember that because all you know is David Hasselhoff took down the wall. You know, yeah, that's right. All, that's right. That's, that's like, but in the during World War II, the Nazis were afraid to get captured by the Russians because the Russians were assassinating them all. They'd rather have been captured by the Allies. Uh, famously, if you ever seen the Patton movie, Patton says, "Look, we better fight him now, or else we're going to fight him in the future." And, uh, and they end up splitting the city. So there was a there were literally Berlin was two cities for the longest time until the '90s when you know down came the wall and all those other things. Uh, Kind of amazing history when you think about it, but you know the Russian forces—they helped surround the, the Nazis in Berlin and uh, the rest is history. I, I, by the way, I, lo- I love um, uh, military history films or any documentaries or anything. It's kind of amazing. But uh, hey, I have this. This is our uh, first our uh, first America yeah. Chavez eight hundred and nine for nine point eight. Man, she's coming back. Why? This, you know, this book should have more value. I do believe. I think as soon as she. She comes back for something else, you know. People get kind of a one and done thing. And Wait till Young like, Avengers comes out with her in it or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yo, classic Superman covers right here. I tell you, there's something about these Golden Age Superman covers that have yellow covers that are just badass. So this is the 10th anniversary issue, the origin of Superman. 10th anniversary, and it's already 1948. That's crazy. Uh, it had been around for 10 years already. $760 for a 2.5. What is the highest known value? Nine point, a 9.0, so for nearly 9,000 back in uh, May of 2018. But yeah, there's a classic early action comics, Superman comics, all have these kind of golden uh, yellow covers. Uh, yo, this is not surprising to me. Uh, we're seeing, what are we seeing? Hot first appearance of Zaytana. Yeah, this, this, yep. book, this, this book was hot for a minute when people were specking on Zaytana, and then we just kind of fizzled away. We haven't heard much news on it, but uh, Hawkman looks pretty dope in the new uh, Black Adam uh, trailer, if you, if you guys seen it. Yeah. Um, what is oh, look this, at tell? Well, look at the what? Wonder Man. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, we'll sure. talk about that in a minute, but this is a John Romita Sr. remastered. One in 1,000. Pretty sure this is a uh, one per store at one one thousand, but this looks like remastered. It looks like a put possibly a panel from an internal one of the uh, internal pages that he did in the past, and they touched it up or remastered it, meaning yeah. they just uh, did an homage to it. But yo, that looks dope. That one in one thousand uh, that that ends up going to like those uh, like KRS those places that do their own variants. 
Yeah. So when you do your own variant, you got to get like, you know, it's like 35, 4,000, 5,000 copies, depending on what the Marvel's requesting. And you get all the variant ratios with it. But too. if you think so that's back in 2017, there wasn't even nearly as many that's online true. retailers as there are now. So uh, think about that. I'm at, um, geez. Um, oh, this is dope. Look at this. This is a uh, Clayton Crane, Frankie's yeah. Comics Virgins. We were just talking about it. Virgin Frankie's Comics has been around since 2018, apparently. And there's are they still going? I think they are, man. One of the longest retailers for a while. Venom issue number seven, Clayton Crane, Dylan Brock cameo. Oh Lord, you remember the summer of spec oh, that was God. Dylan Brock and Lord all God. that craziness? Yeah. Holy cow. I got sick of seeing that dog cover everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but let's talk about this because guess what, boys and girls? Today there was announced. Yeah, but the writer and the director Shang Chi is is directing a new Wonder Man Disney Plus show. That's right, Wonder Man first appearance and origin of Wonder Man six hundred dollars, six hundred fifty dollars, and a six point five. Me thinks this is going to go up. Uh, this last sale was what a day ago, uh, and I think the news dropped today from Variety. So you can expect this to change. A nine point six back in two thousand fourteen sold for thirteen grand, Jesus. and it's not easy to find an high grade. Believe it or not, these uh, Avengers books from the, the early, you know, uh, yeah, early nine. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. I can't wait for this show to come out. I I have not read the series, so I am you know readily admit it. I am looking forward to coming into it. You know, with virgin eyes and ears and just uh everything i've seen so far it looks dope jenny frizon is obviously a dope artist uh one in 100 this is uh graded 9.8713 dollars i have a feeling a lot of sandman books are gonna are gonna jump are gonna jump even though it's a netflix series I, there's some netflix shows that just they came out before the pandemic and they just didn't get the boom that they anything that gets nowadays right uh yep. you think about the the boys is a perfect time for it like Deadly Class came out at the wrong time, I think, and the wrong channel. Definitely, for sure. Was it on sci-fi? Was something? Was something uh, Deadly weird? Class was sci-fi, yep. That was yeah. sci-fi, if, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my I mean, God. Think about it. We're getting a Warrior on Ariella season two, uh, which, yeah. you know, I never thought would happen. I thought it was a one. It was on for like two years ago or three years ago, and all of a sudden they announced they're going to be doing a season one or no. season two, which, you know. Tim, uh, go all yeah. the way to the Detective Comics 230. This book is an absolute ghost. But look how amazing this character uh, cover is with the Mad Hatter, Jarvis Tetch, with everything like this. This book I've been hunting for almost two years in a decent grade, and it's just it's a wild, wild book. Yeah, first know. one's Mad Mad Hatter Raw Dog, six hundred dollars. Yeah. Highest on value is a nine point oh for thirty three grand. That was uh, earlier this year, first uh, January two thousand twenty. Uh, maybe you were thinking that. What's your sweet spot on this? Five point oh, four point oh, yeah, three five to be honest with you. But here's the deal there with you it. Go. This is a Batman character that doesn't have a Golden Age and Silver Age version. This is his true first appearance like Mr. Freeze. So you don't have to go back to the Silver Age. You don't have to go back to the, um, you know, the Golden Age. This is his true first appearance, and this is a great uh, cover, man. Unbelievable. 3-5-5-0 if I get it a good deal, but that's what my sweet spot is. Yeah, what's interesting is he's, he's the Mad Hatter, yet, you know, Batman's cowl will be enough to be on the wall, yeah, right? Because he has all these famous other classic man. Yeah, the Mad Hatter of Gotham City. Oh man, there you go, dropping knowledge on you boys. Hey, we're just talking about Silver Surfer. Uh, this is one of my favorite Thor covers, by the way. This is uh, Isad Ribic one in fifty Thor issue number one. Look how gorgeous that's painted. Oh, Absolutely I love it. Gorgeous. gorgeous. Uh, one in fifty first cover appearance of Jane Foster as Thor. Uh, 495 for 9.8. There's a new TV spot 
uh, for Thor Love and Thunder, where Thor goes, ah, that's my ex. He goes, uh, and then the court goes, oh, yeah, Jodie Foster. He goes, no, Jane Foster. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's freaking hilarious. Uh, so I wonder if hopefully Jane Fo- or Jodie Foster is getting a smile on that. I think at one point Jodie Foster was like, I, I, you know, why are some women so popular? Maybe that was a little little slight dig at her. Uh, the Boys, like I just said, season sure. three is out. And, uh, yo, the first. Oh, forget it. Forget it. My God. <laughs> I can't even explain to you what the that scene is because it uh it, it, it I can't I can't even believe you that they did that it, without uh, being like kicked off YouTube forever for talking about it. <laughs> it is intensely graphic what this little miniature does to oh my god! But don't uh, you, you think though that they are not afraid to poke fun at everybody because remember how often they used to say, well, why would an Ant Man da 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 to to you know Thanos and all, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I mean, they even made fun of um, the Snyder uh, Cut. The Snyder Cut. They did a trailer of it, and they also made fun as soon as they found out the Joker was going to be a musical, and they yeah. released a the the oh. boys musical. So uh, they're oh. very yeah, very very funny with that. Um, yo, it is there's some crazy fishmen right here. Uh, so we got the Sensation Comics number eighty three, uh, fishmen with laser yeah, fishmen with laser guns and tridents apparently. So uh, four forty four twenty. For a six point five, but that is a wild cover. Um, That's great. Oh, you got fifty two pages for like what fifteen? Where is the fifteen? Ten cents? Yeah, it was so weird back then. Sometimes they wrote it out ten instead of you know just the number ten. But yeah, that's classic Wonder Woman and uh, whoever the. Um, Wonder Woman smashes through a victory in the Sinister Olympics. Wow, that is that is bonkers, bonkers, bonkers. But more, look at that, more. I don't think it was mostly Superman we've ever seen on the Shakers list. Look at this. Another yellow cover. Yep, telling you. Uh, this was in 1944, issue number 28, $424 for a 5.0, man. There's something going on here. People, well, it was actually just Superman Day, too, I think last week or something like that, uh, the internet lost it when you know um, Zack Snyder goes my my you know my only my past present and future Superman you know like he's gonna be making another Superman movie yeah right yeah there's a lot of rumors uh, about Henry Cavill coming back or something too right so yeah I, 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 well, he's busy doing a lot of stuff so I you know he's always telling people oh, I'd be back if you guys had me blah 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 he needs to be Captain Britain for Marvel yeah, yeah. Uh, look at this Blade the Vampire Hunter. And this oh, issue, man. the return of Dracula, the first yeah. solo title series featuring Blade, three hundred ninety-five dollars and nine point oh man, I got my Blade nine point oh signed by Marf Wolfman, ready to go as soon as the first trailer drops, man. As soon as it drops, I'm selling that bad boy. Uh, shout out to Dan Guy Wynn who sold it to me. Uh, Cerebus the Aardvark. This is another classy indie book from Art. These are impossible to find. There's a oh, lot of like, really? uh, a lot of this is a counterfeit. Too. Yeah, look, this is actually yeah. it says a counterfeit. Cerebus number one counterfeit edition sold for $382. The notorious counterfeited copy. That's amazing to me that it's a, the, you know, people probably are looking out for counterfeited copies nowadays. You know what I mean? It's just, um, I mean, think about independent comics in 1977. There's only, you know, there, you know, a handful of them. Um, but but they're all Mark, black and white on like really how bad would you guys papers. Know if it's a counterfeit? I, don't mean to, I don't mean to interject, but how would you know if it's a counterfeit? Uh, let's see. Let's look at the real I, one I here. forget the details on it. Yeah. Uh, no. let me see you go. So first issue, I'm looking at it. Yeah, uh, interesting. My God. Yeah. I don't know. Good this question. is out of my wheelhouse. So if Matt's in the live chat, maybe you could tell us uh, or somebody could. Yeah, look Matt, up, you're uh, a smart guy, man. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, Matt, Devo, well, where Matt's are you? in the How chat can... too. I see him. 
Matt, how can you tell the Cerebus counterfeit copy from a, a regular copy? Um, ah, I talked about this book when it first came out. This is the Umberto Ramos uh, D23 uh, D23 Expo Virgin variant. Um, $300, $380 for a raw copy. First time appearance of Mickey Mouse in the Marvel uh, 616, by the way. Uh, fun story about this is I tried to get a copy. Uh, my man, uh, Sith Lordly, was at the panel that was handing these out. And there was a couple of scumbags oh. that ran out with uh, like 10 or 20 copies where they had promised like each person in the panel was going to get one copy. Well, the, these guys ran out the door with like, you know, 10 or 20 copies. So uh, shouts out to you for ruining uh, the, you know, the industry, the hobby for everybody. But, um, um, oh, yo, Obi-Wan. How about that last episode, huh? Yo. So the uh, the counterfeit is, uh, I just looked it up real quick. It's almost impossible to tell. It's it's very, very minor. It's uh, There's a, a guy in the background to cover where it's pink dots versus red dots for the color. Really? In the background of, of the things. cover? Yeah. Let's see. So that uh, so the guy that's kind of pink there in the middle front or the back middle. Okay. Those dots that color them, the dot pattern coloring, uh on the I think the counterfeit it's pink and then the real one's more of a red, which is very kind of hard to tell because pink and red in certain printings can kind of look similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy cow, yeah. Call me color you know, call me colorblind. I can I still can't tell <laughs> between the real version and the fake versions. Uh but you know, uh Journey in a Mystery uh submariner recent talks about submariner ah look at this wonder woman oh i love that david finch cover i think it's dave great. finch yeah, that. one in 100 gorgeous gorgeous those are hard to find too raw again it's a one yeah. in 100 back then when nobody's really ordering that much yeah. and this is especially like wonder woman the series yeah it's late yeah. in the series brian azarello just left it's being written by uh david finch's wife and he's doing the art. So it's one of those things where it's kind of an unknown factor of her ability to write and things of that sort. So like orders really drop. So it's really hard to find these one of 100s like that. Yeah. Great cover. Especially, yeah. It even yeah. says right here, when you see the diamond, that means it's a rare find um, on the cover price. Uh, so you know. Uh, hey, we were just talking about our fight. 325 and 9.8. This is the first appearance of Lady Deathstrike. Uh, All right. Go, oh, that's cool. There you go. Yeah, three twenty-five for nine point eight. Uh, you can get that. You can find that in dollar bins. I mean, yeah, I got this. You know what I mean? Dig it out. Yeah, it's I got the this. goodness right here. Yeah, this is uh, first appearance of Lorna Dane. Also, the last time they used the X Men logo, and then X Men Fifty was yeah. a newly designed X Men logo by Jim Steranko, which right he was still complaining about to this very day. Doesn't get any royalties from. Hey, ah, oh, did you sell it? Did the nine point eight sell? The 9.8 sold, and I bought a BMW with the money. Well, I used it for <laughs> That's how you do job. it, brother. That's, That's how you do it. I, I bought it for 1500 I sold it for more than a lot, a few, like a lot more than that. Yeah. Uh, and I used that to put down on my new BMW X5. So, Ooh. hey, that's... Use yeah, your that's comics to fund uh, your vehicles or yeah. your, your hobby or whatever it may be. Um, She-Hulk. Look at this. I think this book has still got room to pop. To be honest, oh, yeah. First appearance of She Hulk. Uh, yeah. People are already complaining how she looks, and they've already changed how she looks. Um, highest no value, nine point eight is two grand. Yeah. Oof, seems underpriced. Uh, right. Stan Lee loved She Hulk. Everybody knows that. For yeah. the collectors, know that. So that's hopefully she breaks the fourth wall like she did in the in the burn. She run. did, that's, and you yeah. have to understand that that was pre Deadpool. You know what pre -Deadpool. I mean? She wasn't afraid yeah. to do that, and that, everybody's like, "What?" And no, she would say, "Are you kidding me?" Or like, 
it's just exactly it's she did it before deadpool did yep. uh star wars obi-wan a photo cover man these were absolutely worthless back in the day but uh like i was looking at all the photo covers of, like the phantom menace and all these other books man yep. they were absolutely garbage nobody wanted them and now good for them 331 dollars at a 9.8 look at these awesome covers and over there's old man obi-wan look at that, that one's dope there's some dope ones in there alec Guinness uh, right there would no, those are great look at the peach moko I would, I would probably say obi-wan's my favorite jedi i don't know i don't know if we can take a poll or real quick but i have this conversation with my 10 year old i have it with my 17 year old of all the jedis right now truly obi-wan is probably my favorite jedi i don't know about everybody else but just have that conversation He's last the longest, and I would say a close second is Ahsoka. I mean, if yep. you followed her through like the Clone Wars and everything that she's done, um, she, you know, Ahsoka's right up there and very powerful as well. You know, from everything that she's gone through, how she renounced the the, the Jedi um, Order, right? In in yeah. I forgot which what series it was she says I can't be a Jedi because I don't believe in what you guys are doing. And sure enough, she was right. You know, yeah. the Jedi got corrupted, and then boom, there goes the dynamite. Yeah, I just get to throw that reference out there. But all right, we've kept you captive for long enough. Gabe, any last words? Everybody, thanks for showing up. I hope everybody learned a little bit of something new today. I hope everybody looks at that rifleman number ten cover. Get a little bit of a chuckle. Uh, thanks for showing up, everybody. See you next Thursday. Otto, any last words? Absolutely happy to be back. Hopefully, you'll see me a little bit more um, tomorrow night. Do a little sale on whatnot. So meet me over there. Next week, we're doing a um, claim sale on Three Men in the Basement. But, of course, follow us over there. You know, I've been part of the Lords for a long time, and uh, things change, and I'm back, baby. So here we go. Three, Lord L-O-T-L-B for life. So let's go. Let's do this. So we will be back on Thursday. And to all the fathers, stepfathers, fathers of pets out there, happy Father's Day on Sunday. Go out and treat yourself. Don't barbecue. Make your family take you out to eat. You know, it's it's why do mothers be get to eat out dinner but then on a father's day we have to cook our own food what's up with that right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> anyway peace out y'all happy father's day we'll see you guys tuesday make sure you check out uh cover price on whatnot tomorrow at noon pacific they're going to give away just a bunch of free stuff man uh join in it's a fun time i'll try to hop on if i can but i have a feeling i'm going to try to sneak out take a long lunch and see uh light year tomorrow oh, i'm looking, really you, looking forward good to that for light year movie oh, yeah man so until next time boys and girls keep digging in them long boxes peace out Know that the Lord is up to